stay up to date on the green and gold all off season. The green and gold fix podcast is brought to you by Potawatomi casino hotel, luxury stay, elite play unwind in sophisticated comfort, win big dine and experience the events in Milwaukee. Do you want the good news or the bad news first? Oh, hit me with the good news and hopefully we won't have time for the bad news. I know how this show works. I'll make time for the bad news. Uh, You're doing okay on the poll. We are 148 votes in, which is more votes, frankly, than I even expected us to get on a question like this. Today's Will the Attached Twitter poll question with the ESPN Madison team snubbing Jesse Nelson yesterday for lunch on the first day of Packers training camp in Green Bay. Would you want to eat lunch with Jesse? Your choices are yes and no. And as of right now, 52% say no, but 48% wow. say yes. All right. Cool. So I think you should feel good about that. Now, uh, never mind the fifty-two percent. You, you're you're two percentage points away from this being a dead heat. Um, th- yeah, I'm good. I'm rounding up, no doubt. I'm rounding up. That's close enough for me to be fifty-fifty. But uh, I haven't looked at the the returns yet, so that was news to me that it was forty-eight percent. But I was seeing some of the replies, and I'm wondering how many of the forty-eight percent are assuming this is just like a free lunch that they get to enjoy and it's more about like we get to go for steaks and whatever and they're just in it for the food as opposed to going to lunch with me jim in texas next time you're in austin jesse let me know i'll buy so not only that you would get it for free oh you go Um, check out the tito's place in austin texas yeah it's fun Ryan and McGuanago, one of your arch nemesis. Uh, yeah, I don't like Ryan. He would. He would have lunch with you, too. Well, okay. Uh, now, what happens if someone's saying, yes, they would, but I wouldn't with them? Uh, Michael Clint. <laughs> I think you should take what you can get, honestly, at this point. Uh, <laughs> preach, Molly, preach. Uh, the Clinkster up in Winnipeg has just one question. Is Jesse buying? Yeah. Um, no, uh, no, uh, I'm not. Uh, also, also, uh, not surprising that you would respond that way. All right. So the poll will continue to take votes. And just in that time alone, you've already closed the gap some more. We're now at 50.6%. No, 49.4%. Yes. So ah, we're closing in on 50, 50. Don't waste my time with decimals, Jason. When we move that thing to 50, 50, you let me know. Uh, I will definitely let you know. So, Yesterday, as we mentioned, Aaron Rodgers uh, spoke at his locker, and he spoke about a variety of things, including uh, a question that I asked him about Brian Gutekunst and how things maybe have changed culturally around Lambeau Field and with this organization. He told a pretty alarming anecdote, quite frankly, about something that happened a couple of years ago, which was problematic. Uh, But I used... My, one of my favorite films, Moneyball, oh, as the jumping off point. Barry Zito I and Mark Goody. Boulder would be proud. Yes, uh, we're creating Jason Giambi in the aggregate. Uh, he gets on base. Um, 
But I did it with Goody, too, because I really do think it was an appropriate connection between what's gone on here and a scene in that film. Here is my exchange with the quarterback. So you obviously have seen Moneyball. It's one of your favorite movies, yes? Yes. Um, there's the scene where Brad Pitt is telling Jonah Hill to go on the road. And he says, I've got to be able to cut. I don't want to have relationships with these guys. I've got to be able to cut them, et cetera. Is that how it was Yeah, he here? cuts my buddy. <laughs> my buddy plays the actor that, uh, or he gets traded. Uh, plays, plays Pena, gets traded. Oh, really? Yeah. It seems like you and Goody are in such a vastly different place. Was there a big change? how players are, are treated and how that communication is as compared to the way it used to be? I think yes. I mean, I think that there was a more concerted effort for him and his staff to be visible and to have better relationships with some of the guys. Uh, I think it's important. You know, as much as I respect, you know, the uh, ideology of, of Billy Bean there where he you know, didn't want to get too close to a guy he's got to get rid of. I think it's easier to get cut by someone that you appreciate that you can uh, You know, there's there's funny stories, not funny actually, about like Kenny Clark coming in, coming in on cut day and somebody thinking he was a different guy who was going to get cut and they told him, grab your playbook and head upstairs. And Kenny's like, what? I, I, I was a first round pick. I'm getting cut? This is my third year, you know? Stuff like that just can't happen in an organization that's run well um, because the relationships are the most important thing in this game because that's what fuels the chemistry and the chemistry fuels the cohesion of a team and that makes a difference in those crunch time moments when the game is on the line and it starts at the top and I think there were some great changes that, uh, that begin to take place and they're continuing to take place um, and I've really enjoyed uh, seeing this place take a step forward all right so set aside my obsession with moneyball for a second we'll get to that in the next segment and it is an obsession a little bit yeah it's fair it's very fair um i thought what aaron Rodgers said there was extremely compelling and i'm not saying that because it was my question the questions don't matter the answers are what matter i've told you that a million times it was a good question really interesting good question for him to say that there was a, a incident a few years ago where someone mistook Kenny Clark for another player and told them that he was being cut. Uh, that is, that shows that you're not spending enough time around your players. If you can't recognize Kenny Clark um, and, and, and for him to praise Goody and to say that relationships have changed around here. And I, th- I agree with him. Like no one wants bad news. No one wants to be told they're being cut. No one wants to be told that they're being traded. But I, I personally would rather get it from somebody I care about and that I know cares about me than someone who is very transactional and says, you've been traded to the Phillies. Here's Ed Wade's number. He's a good guy. He'll take care of you, which is what Billy Bean says to Jason Giambi's younger brother, Jeremy, or the actor that plays him in the movie. So for a guy who came in here, a year ago yesterday and talked about how bad the culture and the communication were in his opinion for him to say the things in response to that question that he did yesterday says a lot to me about how much has changed. I thought that was fascinating. And the Kenny Clark anecdote of course was, was probably the most interesting thing to come from that Uh, chemistry leads to cohesion I thought was an interesting line or something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, 
what I'm not necessarily buying from it, and, and it's nitpicky because I think it's really an interesting answer. Does chemistry from the front office, does the way that Brian Gutekunst talks to Aaron Rodgers and Alan Lazard translate to success on the field? Is that really a thing? Like, are we going to be better on third and four with a with a play for A.J. Dillon drawn up because of a conversation Russ Ball had with A.J. Dillon a couple of months ago? Like, I'm not sure that I buy that. I think when you're in the heat of the game, it's kind of a separate entity than everything that's going on behind the scenes. So I'm, I'm not quite sure I'm sold on that message. But everything else, I think it was fascinating to hear, and it's great insight into – and what the life of a player and the the structure of an NFL franchise is in a relationship with the general manager and other people in the front office. Uh, I would just say this. I think what his point is, and I don't want to speak for him, is that if you create a culture where everyone feels like they're invested in each other, like he, you know, did I roll my eyes? No, but I did kind of think, eh, does he really mean this? Someone asked him yesterday, what he's motivated by and he said love and he didn't mean jordan love i uh, felt a little over the top to me but <sighs> jesus guy be that be be that as it may i will agree with him that if you create a culture and it starts at the top as he said where everyone feels like look not everything's going to go right we're going to have conflict and disagreements and issues uh but we're always going to come at it from a place where we respect and care about each other and that's part of what the winning culture is going to look like around here. I do think it matters. No, individually, how Goody talks to Rogers or talks to AJ Dillon or talks to Alan Lazard is not going to make a difference on third and six with a trip to the Super Bowl on the line. But I think it factors into how your overall culture is. And that culture, I do think, factors in to how you perform at crunch time. Uh, that great answer notwithstanding, uh, I think Jesse has a little bit of an issue with my um, love, to use Aaron Rodgers' word, of Moneyball. Um, it was twice in one day yesterday, Jason. That's fair. No doubt that's fair. And it's going to make for a good story in the Wisconsin State Journal. We'll talk about my obsession after we hear from Tausch tell us about his obsession for Tito's Vodka. More next. It's Will and Tausch. Mark Tosher here, and there's not much I enjoy more than kicking back and enjoying a delicious beverage mixed with Tito's handmade vodka. In the mid-90s, my guy Tito Beveridge built his very own micro distillery in Austin, Texas, putting his life savings into it. And he continued to produce award-winning, smooth American vodka right where it all started over 20 years ago in Austin, Texas. Tito's Vodka is distilled from corn and certified gluten-free. Since then, he's won unanimous Judge's Choice double gold medals at the World Spirits Competition, the Chairman's Trophy for World's Best Vodka Tonic, and many other awards and honors. Find recipes, videos, and more of Tito's story at titosvodka.com. 